with the help of these metrics, you can easily calculate the sales pipeline velocity. Sales pipeline velocity means how you can actually calculate the trajectory of your company's revenue per mm-hmm. year. So you can see, you can, when I have, for example, and I can share with your listeners a sales pipeline velocity calculator, so mm-hmm. they can use, and I assume you can give them a link in the podcast description so yeah. they can download it. And uh, with the help of this calculator, you can, you can actually put down your existing metrics, mm-hmm. your existing figures, and you can start uh, playing with all uh, with every of this metric to see, for example, if you'll shot on the sales cycle for 15 days, how it will impact your revenue and your sales pipeline velocity. Welcome to the Full Funnel Marketing Podcast. Today I have Andre Zinkovich with me, founder of Advice and Get Lido. Advice is the agency uh, with about 40k monthly users right now. Uh, visitors. Visitors, of course. And then Get Lido is a consulting company. But talk to me a little bit about what you do and then we'll dive deep into the questions. Yeah, sure. So at Get Lido, I help uh, B2B, SaaS, uh, enterprise and transactional companies to... Uh, grow, I mean, to uh, generate more revenue, to grow the sales pipeline uh, with the help, uh, like, with a full funnel methodology. I have, like, worked uh, on that methodology for the last five years. And uh, at Advice, uh, we help also B2B SaaS companies to grow their businesses. We take care of all the marketing and uh, mostly we use inbound marketing approach. So we are uh, not using paid acquisition channels, but mostly working on inbound channels. At, mm-hmm. at GetLeader, I also work with high-ticket service providers, and I help them to generate more sales meetings where their sales team can have more, uh, let's say, sales conversations, uh, more productive sales conversations regarding their services. So I help them to shorten also the sales cycle. I help them to increase the average deal value and at the end, increase sales. Yeah, makes sense. And it's of course called the Full Funnel Marketing Podcast. Um, but what is Full Funnel Marketing for you? Because it can be very broad, but what is Full Funnel Marketing? Yes, definitely. So the Full Funnel Marketing means that you, uh, instead of focusing on one specific part of customer journey, uh, which in most cases is lead generation part, and people are focusing uh, straightly on hot leads, Mm-hmm. So they are thinking about, uh, they use the uh, methods, I mean marketing methods to generate hot leads. So they are mostly focusing on people who actually, uh, who have immediate challenge and they need, they are seeking for a specific solution. But at the end of the day, you can see lots of stats, you can see lots of market researches that only 3% of your market when it comes to B2B market for sure. Only 3% are sales ready leads and 97% are people who aren't sales ready. So this means they're on awareness stage. So they just became aware of some specific problem or challenge they have on consideration stage. So they understood what is the problem and they're thinking about different ways how to solve this problem and they aren't sales ready. And the biggest problem is that most companies are focusing straightly on this 3% market. Mm-hmm. So uh, full funnel methodology means that uh, we are focusing also, we are focusing on the entire customer journey from the uh, stage when the 
problem might appear. So we need to understand the triggers that can, uh, let's say, the triggers that, uh, let's say, help to occur this problem. So we try to educate people about why these problems might appear, then we give them different ways how to solve this problem. For sure, we demonstrate the way how we solve these problems. And with different steps, we like step by step, we are moving them through the customer journey. And we are thinking with the help of full funnel methodology, we think about like we think beforehand how we should move them step by step to reach us out, not uh, only that we are using like paid acquisition or called outreach. And uh, you know what's happening next. So when you close a deal, most companies, and if you like take a look on modern CRM, you'll see when you close a deal, you have two statuses, deal born or deal lost. <laughs> and that's pretty uh, all what's happening to most companies. They are closing the deals and they forgot about their customers. But yeah, but still, you have a, like you have a retention. You need to think about so everybody understands that uh, business can grow on uh, repeat customers, on loyal customers who'll be using your product. But actually, marketers aren't focusing on retention. They are not focusing on bringing more value of the product. That's why these existing customers can generate more referrals, or they can somehow you can expand into this account, so you can for example, upsell them and increase average deal value and lifetime value of these customers. They are not working on these programs. And at the end of the day, like I mentioned, they don't think about how to generate more customers from existing customers. So the full funnel methodology means that you are working on all of these steps. You are, uh, you are thinking about also retention and word of mouth because like at the end of the day, uh, everybody understands that referrals are the best leads. Definitely. But how to generate leads? You know, if you check the HubSpot blog post, I, unfortunately, I don't remember, but you can Google for it, and you'll see that, uh, like, they had a risk market research where 91% of people mentioned that if they are satisfied of the product or a service, they are eager to recommend this product. Mm. But only 8% of salespeople are asking for the recommendation, which is crazy. And this is also a problem that marketers also, I, from my point of view, marketers also should think about this. That's why the, I mean, the work with funnel or your funnel doesn't end when the deal is closed. So you should think about how to generate more business with existing customer database. So that's, that's a full funnel methodology. It's actually funny because the person before here, Jurai, he was talking about the same thing, how he is actually using video. He just records his screen for 30 seconds and sends them a message whenever they bought a package mm -hmm. to really ask them for, can you leave a Captera review or can you, you know, do this as a referral thing? So uh, it's great. Which is that great. It's great that it comes back that you know you don't only have to focus on the acquisition part, but sometimes the best juices are just asking for a review and making sure that the referral happens, basically. Definitely, and you should understand that's why I mentioned about the entire customer journey. Because, for example, we let's say we use inbound marketing approach. We have a top of the funnel content, so we educate about the problems, about the challenges, and how to solve them, and we move a person. Like on the next step, they are thinking about like they consider different solutions, like how to solve their challenge, and uh, 
the next stage is decision-making stage, where they choose between maybe vendors, between partners, or between products. And most of people forget that they can also visit sites like Captera and check their reviews. And this is also the work of marketers. So they understand, they should understand the entire customer journey and the research, uh, research process, the decision-making process. And sometimes, you know, like what is more common uh, for B2B SaaS enterprise companies or for high-ticket service providers, you have a buying committee inside your target account. So this means that you don't engage with one person, like with CEO. You but you account. might, but yes, you have an account and several people inside this account, depending on what you sell, it could be CEO, CTO, CMO, CFO. So CFO takes care about ROI, about the figures, about the budget. For example, CEO also takes uh, think about the revenue. He thinks about the figures, what, the, what this product or service can bring to his business what value it can deliver. CTO, for example, might think about the technical part, about the benefits of the technical part, and the, I don't know, HR might be thinking about entirely other things. And you should understand the buying motivation inside, inside your target account. So, Each person, basically. Yeah, yeah, and that's how, this is also what, what we mean by full funnel. So we are thinking how to engage with every of that person so they would be let's say they would be willing to push our product and they would be eagerly using it or like recommend the CEO or the decision maker, doesn't matter who, who it will be, to like approve the deal. So one of the tips would be like as a B2B marketer is that to realize it's not just one person you're talking to, Definitely. but there's multiple people and you should identify them beforehand so you know that, okay, they... We need to reach out to them as well and also figure out what kind of objections they are having. And as a marketer, try to you know, implement you know, the, the right strategies to make sure that they are also converted into the account. Yeah, and that's uh, what I see from my experience. I see this, uh, let's say, challenge in, uh, like in many companies. I see this challenge because uh, when I ask, for example, about account, People say like we are targeting B2B, let's let's pretend B2B SaaS companies or let's narrow down B2B SaaS enterprise companies and who you want to engage. Like we are walk, we are talking only to CEOs, so we are targeting the CEOs, but they don't realize that there are like even if you reach out to the CEO, he might discuss your product or your proposal or your service with other guys like who might be using your product. And if they have no motivation, and even if you have a good relationship with a CEO and don't have a good relationship with other guys who don't see the benefits of your product, of your service, then can simply, uh, actually, they can negatively impact the deal and the deal might be lost due to these reasons. Yeah, and suddenly the deal is just put in a you know, blank spot, yeah. you just put it on hold and you don't know what's happening. That's why I always uh, mean that you should realize that in, in a B2B world, especially when it comes to high-ticket services, uh, like SaaS Enterprise is also a high-ticket product, mm -hmm. so you should understand that you engage with account and inside one account you have a buying committee, not yeah. a one person. Okay, so that's a problem. And if you would take about like the biggest, like you've worked with tons of companies, what do you see as the biggest challenge for B2B marketers in the B2B SaaS space? I assume, uh, I assume that guys that uh, will be listening to our podcast, they also 
face this challenge is generate sales meeting with uh, with your target accounts and uh, like there are lots of reasons why this challenge occurs in the, uh, inside the companies. One of the most common uh, mistake is a team misalignment. So marketers are working on uh, they have like they are living in a separate world. So they have some kind of activity which is separate from what sales team do. That's why sales team quite often blames marketers that they generate weak leads, while marketers retort that sales team has a weak sales skills. They don't know the product. They don't know how to present the product. They don't know how to deliver value or they don't use value selling, for example. And they can't sell the product. So the reason is that they are like... For example, we need a new wolf from the Wall Street <laughs> who can sell a pen. So, like, and uh, normally salespeople blame marketers that they generate a very weak leads. And this is true. Uh, like, I see this misalignment everywhere. Um, not, but uh, not everywhere, but in many cases, yes. I see this misalignment, sorry. And, um, this is the first thing every CEO should be thinking about, how to align teams. And uh, from my point of view, the best thing uh, to align uh, both teams is make both teams revenue responsible. Mm. When marketers and when marketers start thinking about how to hit the sales quota or the mm. uh, revenue quota, they will be thinking about how to adapt their marketing activities to generate more productive sales leads, more, uh, sorry, more targeted sales meetings for their sales team. So that's why they would be thinking about, uh, like, every activity they will be thinking about what would be the possible ROI? Will this help me to generate more sales meetings? Because at the end of the day, you'll have the final stats. So you'll see how many, what's your deals closure ratio. So you can easily calculate how many sales meetings do you need in quarter or in months, depending on your planning. Uh, you can easily calculate this percentage or this amount of sales meetings. And marketers start thinking about how to generate the sales meeting for the sales team, how to engage with these accounts, what to do. And they uh, won't be focusing on the vanity metrics, which unfortunately happening nowadays. And yeah, uh, this is... Yeah, so this is a bad stuff because I'm also a B2B marketer. Mm. Despite of being business owner, I'm still a B2B marketer. And uh, it's a, like, for me, it's a shame when marketers try to re send reports to the CEO with a vanity metrics, like we ran a brand awareness campaign, so we like we got like 1,000 likes, shares, views, and so on, because unfortunately you can buy beers with likes <laughs> and you can pay your bills with likes. So, unfortunately not yet. Would yeah. be cool. <laughs> yeah. yeah, probably maybe one day, but not right now, not so right you can now. monetize likes. So that's how revenue responsibility helps to align both teams. And when they are revenue responsible, they start working together. So they uh, agree what ideal... So first of all, they agree on market segmentation. They work together on market segmentation session to define the most prolific market segments they want to target and want to penetrate. Then they try to create ideal customer profile. In this case, uh, like in most cases, they create ideal customer account. And inside ideal customer account, they 
defined by a committee, and they start talking about specific people, their job roles, what are their challenges, needs, and how to they start thinking together how to sell to these people actually, and how to engage with these people because uh, all of them, like we already talked, they all have different needs and uh, motivation to buy your product yeah. or don't buy. Mumbai. Yeah, exactly. So they are starting start thinking together what kind of activities they should run, um, what programs they should run, what content sales team need. And uh, from my point of view, the biggest problem with B2B marketing is that B2B marketers try to wear pink glasses to live in other planet, not sales planet. They like they think about sales process only in their terms. And to be honest. You can be a good B2B marketer only if you had experience in sales. Okay. If you don't realize what, like, what challenges your sales team faces every day, you won't be able to help them to generate more productive sales meetings. So that's why it's really important. And I don't mean that you need just immediately switch from marketing and go to sales, but you can attend sales meetings together or sales calls or sales demos, depending on your business model. So yeah. you should figure out the objections, the doubts your potential customers have. Uh, you should think about what kind of content your like your prospects are asking your sales team. Yeah. What questions do they ask? And uh, when you have this information, you realize what type of content you should produce. How you can help? Should you produce a case study on a specific topic to like underline the specific benefit of your product? Mm. Should you create a ROI calculator, for example, or ROI template to demonstrate the ROI for CFO, for example? Yeah. If if you see that the problem CFO always stops the deal or pauses the deal, and this is like a, a, a challenge inside your funnel, yeah, the deal stops on the CFO. As, that's how I recommend always to attend sales meeting to analyze emails that sales team sending to prospects to leads. Yeah. And the best part, you should realize the process how your deals are closing. So you should see, think about like. For a good market to be a good marketer, you should think about how to clone the successful deal closing process. Mm. What steps were done? What like words? What content were delivered to the prospect? What made him like what persuaded him to buy your product? Yeah. So basically, your tip would be first like just attend sales meetings. Just don't wear the pink glasses like you call them. As a B2B marketer, just step in the demos, step in the sales meetings and just, you know, figure out, okay, what are the objections, the doubts, and there you can build your content from. And then second, um, well, realize how deals are closed. Like yes. What the process was from awareness to I actually bought it and actually how I referred somebody to the product, basically. Yes, exactly. Exactly. And you'll better understand the motivation, and I mean, the motivation of that buying committee, of the people inside your target account. So you'll understand how to engage with them, what kind of activities you should run. Should you run Facebook ads because everybody is doing this? Or should you think about direct mail campaign and uh, what, like, what kind of proposal, what kind of case study you should say? Or should you create maybe an event and gather your all prospects in one place and try to educate them and show 
like the process you are using in your company. It depends, mm-hmm. but you should like you'll never be able to figure this uh, to figure this out if you want to attend the sales meeting. And you should be at the same place with your sales team. You should work on the same goals. You should have the same goals together. And as from the marketing side, you should help them to generate more leads. You should help them to shorten the sales cycle. These are actually metrics you can impact as a B2B marketer. And from my point of view, these are the most important sales pipeline metrics you should track. So uh, amount of or number of sales meetings, uh, deal closure ratio, it's somehow you can impact by providing a specific content like case studies, like royal calculators, what we already talked about. You should also think about the shorten, how to shorten the sales cycle or accelerate deal so you can generate more revenue in a quarter or in a, in a month. And also you should think about average deal value, what can help, like what types of content can help your sales team to increase the average deal value, to upsell, or maybe to show the benefits of your like of your higher package if you sell B2B SaaS enterprise, something like this. Yeah. So indeed, because that's what I wanted to ask you as well. Uh, I see a lot of like you know mistakes from B2C marketers coming into the B2B world or otherwise as well is that uh, if you come from e-commerce, um, you would have a market that is fully responsible for revenue. Yes. They just run campaigns and they would say, what's the loss on my campaign? And then that's the reporting, basically. But in B2B, there's a different context. Responsibilities are quite different because you're not the only one responsible for the deal. Uh, so you mentioned four of them, which is the amount of sales meetings, the yes. close rates. Uh, sales cycles and the average deal value are those the four metrics that are really the responsibility and deal closure ratio but like i mentioned so you should you can easily calculate the sales pipeline velocity sales pipeline velocity means how you can actually calculate the trajectory of your company's revenue per mm-hmm. year so you can see you can when i have for example and i can share with your listeners a sales pipeline velocity calculator so mm-hmm. they can use and i assume you can give them a link in the podcast description so yeah. they can download it and uh, with the help of this calculator you can you can actually put down your existing metrics mm-hmm. your existing figures and you can start uh, Playing with all uh, with every of this metric to see, for example, if you'll shut on the sales cycle for 15 days, how it will impact your revenue and your sales pipeline velocity. And if you'll see that, for example, uh, shortening the sales cycle really can help you to hit the sales or can help your sales team to hit the sales quarter in the nearest quarter, you might think, so if I don't have a lead nurturing program, maybe I should Think about lead nurturing because lead nurturing is exact activity you can use to shorten the sales cycle. And what should be done inside the lead nurturing? It's really uh, where to hear that people tend to think about, I mean, B2B marketers tend to think about lead nurturing as sending some emails content. It's not about only sending emails content. It's Lead nurturing means the engagement with your buying committee. It could be messages. It could be events. It could be like retargeting them on Facebook with case studies. It depends. So you should think about, like, that's why I mentioned you should understand the buying process inside your target accounts. You should understand the uh, motivation and the buying process of every person in that buying committee. And 
you should understand the objections and dubs. That's how you can, with the help of this lead nurturing program, you can use, for sure, you can use email content, you can send emails, but you can send, like I mentioned, you can run a webinar, you can host an event, you can just simply invite your target account or like, for example, HR from your target account for a dinner and chat together. So it depends. The question, like, uh, the question I always get is, how to figure out what we should do. Like, I can't say, like, I can't, uh, unfortunately, I can't give a universal answer because it depends on your business model. But what is really important to understand how much money you can pay for one sales meeting. Mm -hmm. And when you have these stats in a place, how much money you can pay for, not for lead, but for one sales meeting, you can, based on this figure, you can plan your activities. And in some cases, if you are selling, I don't know, six or seven figure contracts, which is quite often happening in uh, high ticket service for high ticket service providers, you can pay even ten thousand dollars per sales meeting. So That's it depends. Calculated back, basically. Definitely, and based on this figure, you can evaluate what you can do because yeah. everything is aligned to this figure. And this is also a problem that companies don't think about this. They like have a budget. For example, we have 20K budget for a month, but they never figure it out how much they can pay for a sales meeting. So always start with thinking about how much you can pay. And you, can, you have a sales stats, like how much meetings you need to generate to hit your sales revenue based on your sales pipeline stats. And that's how you can calculate your marketing budget. Okay. I, we won't dive deep into like the market segmentation of ideal customer profiling, but I kind of feel it's worth mentioning that that's where you start. You also started with saying, okay, if you come in as a B2B marketer, first sit down with your salespeople and figure out which accounts you want to be targeting, basically. Uh, like, um, let, me, let me give a tip for a person who will join a new company as a B2B marketer yeah. without... Uh, thinking about whether it's a consultant or it's a full-time employee. Yeah. So the first thing you should do is always review your assets. Yeah. So I call this marketing audit. It's very similar to what's happening if we are visiting a doctor. A good doctor never give you a prescription without analyzing your historical illnesses. He need to like he will send you to some surveys uh, like to other doctors he will analyze all your body mm -hmm. he will try to understand what actually triggered your existing challenge i mean the health challenge and this is really very similar to what we should do as b2b marketers so we should we should uh, like analyze the existing assets like whether this company uh, has market segmentations. How did they evaluate if they have? Because in most cases you'll see they like have a very broad approach, so they don't segment their market. And this actually this leads that they don't have an ideal customer profile because ICP is always created for a specific market segment, not yeah. a, some kind of universal, uh, not some kind of universal customer profile based on the information of all your customers. Mm. Uh, so you can also like uh, give a link to my guide on ideal customer profile where people can read more about this. So we won't stop yeah. here. And uh, besides this, you analyze the value proposition. And this is also another mistake because value proposition is created to a specific ICP and ICP is created based on market segments. So you see like one challenge 
just generates other challenges. So yeah. if you have a problem, if you have a, like a, if you have a wrong market segmentation and you didn't figure out the most prolific market segment, so you can generate like you can create bad ICP, you can create bad value proposition, and so on. So besides this, you should run competitors analysis. Besides this, you should run a mystery shopping for your own team. You should like track how your salespeople are working, how your customer success are working. So you should call them or you should uh, like hire a freelancer to call and you should create a script to analyze. The same, you should call uh, your competitors to then to compare how do they close the lead. And you'll see like you have lots of digital tools to analyze the digital activity. I mean the digital marketing of your competitors with the tools like Similia Web, Espionage, and so on, Agrafs, uh, and so on. Yep. But you should also realize what, how do they follow up? How do they nurture you? Uh, what, the, what should they do? And you would, won't be able to realize is to or to figure out it without calling your competitors. So it's really very important to understand what follow-ups processes do they have, how do they try to persuade you, how do they try to close the deal, what they are doing. This is really important. And uh, for sure, you should analyze the previous campaigns, which campaigns were successful and why, what actually helped these campaigns to be successful, what campaigns uh, were bad, and what's the reason they were like they failed. Um, you should also analyze the customer journey. Like mm -hmm. in most cases, I don't see a mapped customer journey. Just an assumption. Yeah. But people don't understand that, like what we we were talking about the full funnel marketing. People don't understand that customer can. I, I mean, your prospect can become your customer not when they start thinking about the solution, but when the problem or challenge appears. Yeah. And you should start nurturing him, so you should start prospecting him from that point. Yeah. This is really important, and this means a customer journey, and like I mentioned, customer journey doesn't finish when he signed a contract and paid you money, so it finishes when he provided a new business for you. It could be an upselling to his account, or it could be a new recommendation, a new referral for your company. It's really important to just sit down with CEO, with sales team, and to figure out the customer journey. And based on this, you'll see lots of gaps inside your marketing, and this will help you to think about what kind of activities you should run. And of course, the, the last step is the conversations with sales team regarding the sales process. Yeah. And all this approach, this is what I actually do when I join the, for example, uh, when I become, let's say, a sales and marketing team extension. So this is what actually I always start. Yeah. So basically, I think the main takeaway is as you join it as a B2B marketer or you're struggling with campaigns, the thing is not to run the campaigns, but to start analyzing it step by yes. step, starting with the market segmentation and going all the way down to, you know, talking to the salespeople, basically, uh, and then start figuring out, okay, how can I run campaigns to, you know, overcome those objections, overcome the challenges that your customers are having. And uh, always play with the sales pipeline, the velocity calculator, so you'll see how, uh, like, if you'll start working on this specific metric, for example, sales cycle or mm. average deal value or the number of sales meeting, how this can impact your sales quota, how this can impact your sales revenue. This yeah. is really important. And this will give you insight, insights about what activities you should be focusing on 
Uh, and it, you just eliminate brainstorming process, or, or should I run a paid acquisition? No, you just eliminate taking wrong steps and wasting companies' money. Yeah, okay. So that would be, for me, the main takeaway is that don't start running campaigns like a, like a crazy guy. Just take a step back, analyze what's going wrong, and start from there. Yeah, you should analyze all the gaps, all the pitfalls that can make your campaigns fail. You should minimize, yeah. You should minimize the risk that your campaign will fail. Yeah, makes sense. Okay, well, that was perfect. That was my main takeaway. Thank you, Andre, for joining the podcast. My really pleasure happy to have you here. I uh, hope to, guys to see you on the next episode and speak to you soon. Thanks for listening to the Full Funnel Marketing Podcast. Subscribe if you like to see more interviews with executives and thought leaders discussing topics on how to grow your B two B SaaS company with Full Funnel Marketing. Hope to see you at our next podcast.